Welcome to The Teacher's Story. I'm Jackie Scully. This is a podcast to elevate teacher voice. In this program, you will hear teachers sharing their journey into this profession and their ideas for education. I'm kicking it off Teacher Appreciation Week, which starts May 2nd. This is about honest, vulnerable, inspiring storytelling. It's a time and a space for teachers to share their ideas for the future of education. Teachers are beautiful beings who give their heart and soul to their community. They're innovators, they're inspirational, not only to children, but to the people around them. And they deserve to share their voice. So welcome to The Teacher's Story. Enjoy. Hi, welcome. I'm Jackie Scully, and this is The Teacher's Story. And today we have Joel Felsenstein with us. And I met Joel on LinkedIn. Um, we had wonderful conversations through uh, messaging, and then we met on Zoom before to get to know one another. And I think he has so much to share about his background and his story um, and his like vision for um, education, but especially with autism awareness and acceptance and really bringing um, those individuals to the forefront of society and having people learn more about the autism spectrum. So thank you, Joel. You're welcome. My first question is, what was it like as a student with autism in school? Uh, what did you see lacking and did you feel supported? I've been, I've, I've been through four schools. I went through four schools um, in total, uh, two elementary, two high school. Um, they had some sort of... Um, special educational unit there but it wasn't it's within it was within the mainstream framework and mm-hmm. that was never going to work for long um and in my first primary school they didn't even have a unit so um mm-hmm. it was a challenge mm-hmm. I bet. and then i and then i by by um senior i i'd had enough of education i mm. uh, I, dro- I dropped out and when i was uh 16 17. Mm-hmm. yeah so you felt like there wasn't this sense of um a school system supporting you or giving you the yeah. resources that you need to be able yeah. to advance and then go and work in society yeah and then um my next question is what do you think is the biggest misconception about autism and why do you think people don't understand? I sometimes I sometimes do wonder if, it, if it's not they don't understand or whether mm-hmm. they choose to not understand or mm-hmm. choose to deny its existence. Mm-hmm. Um, I I had a conversation. I had a phone call from one person which I used to go to school with, and I told I told him I'm I'm diagnosed autism at the age of nine, and uh, he said, "Really? You don't look or seem autistic." I said, <laughs> um, mm. "Right. What what are what are what are people with autism meant to look or, mm-hmm. or be like?" Um, there is no right answer to that. And I'm trying to, I'm attempting to change all this. Of yeah. course, I can't, of course, there's realism there's, and. Uh... 
Well, tell me more about your experiences as a teacher and how your students work with you and maybe also how the, you know, um, company that you have, like your mission behind all of this. Well, funnily enough, I've got one student at the moment, one starting in September, but one student who is on the spectrum, who is ASD, um, mm. and he's seven. So, okay, I was five when I started um, my, my musical journey, so he's two years older than me, but still, um, it's almost like looking in a mirror. Mm. Um, and... Obviously, he he finds it difficult to concentrate, as most um, people on the spectrum would be. And um, the far, the way that I got him to um, engage, and not not by reading, we we've now graduated onto reading, but he's he started. I started him off with the very, very simple and didn't even need to read music to mm. do this. We were rocked by Queen. Easy, <laughs> two minutes. <laughs> and the guy loved it. I mean, mm. yeah, I mean who wouldn't want to bash yeah. the crap out of a drum kit for uh, <laughs> Of course. <laughs> That's so fun. And then, um, and uh, now he's learning Zombie by the Cranberries along with other um mm. notation now he's really learning to read music mm-hmm. and then the f- and the one that's joining in september is severely autistic mm-hmm. very autistic and really does remind me of when i first went into the lesson literally mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know how the kids lived up to my the punishment i gave i literally was hitting everything <laughs> um in my first lesson and things, and when the the guy who started in September is came and did that mm-hmm. okay he couldn't reach the pedals because he's five and my seat is high yeah um, <laughs> but to see his concentration face and mm-hmm. like yes I, I remember I remember that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now I'm 30, so that's 25 years mm-hmm. when I started, and I was I was the same. Um, and as far as the as far as what I'm trying to do, my mission is to um, bridge the gap and remove as much of the stigma as possible. Mm. Yeah. Um, from uh, society and there's no better way of doing it and everyone speaking the same language and mm-hmm. so it happens that um, music it has been undisputed by a science to actually bring people together. Yeah, absolutely. There's a lot of psychology behind that. I teach yeah. a psychology class and we were just doing a lesson a couple months ago about music and the brain, but also music and social psychology and how it connects people. And you're right, like it's this universal language. Um, and what a wonderful way to like, you know, create this company, create this um, place where you can now teach children, whether they're on the spectrum or not, but then to have this connection and allow them to like 
open up and want to feel like confident in some. Now you said something to me before when we met last time that you hire um, individuals on the spectrum. And is that for yes. your particular? And um, I think that's awesome because one thing we talked about is that there needs to be more access to hiring individuals on the spectrum yeah. and having them be more visible to society and seeing that they can do all kinds of work and not just like, you know, menial work, you know, which there's nothing to take away from working at grocery stores or retail, but it seems like when people say, well, there are jobs available for them, but I'm like, but there's a lot more talent and skills that individuals have that they can hone and give to society. And that's what you're doing. So I don't know if you want to talk a little bit about like, the people that you hire or how that's been going. Well, um, I've, I've, uh, hire, I've hired, um, you've probably seen him around LinkedIn, Mac, um, Mac Laubscher mm -hmm. and uh, his He's not on the he's not on the spectrum, but his brother-in-law has autism, mm. and also he's got fragile X as well. So mm. <laughs> double whammy. But when um, and it's and it's uh, and it's very um interesting when Mac told me his stories and the fact when um I made a playlist uh on Spotify and about differences and um. He Mac did an experiment. He picked up his brother-in-law, um, who has got the mental age, fully great man, mental age of five, um, mm. and the play and played the playlist and uh, and his brother-in-law was doggy on the dashboard and going literally getting mad and yeah. Uh, And uh, those, those um, also my cousin, uh, who's in a band, um, non-verbal. He's completely non-verbal. Mm. But when he gets behind the kit, he says, "Verbals, if they come." Mm. He's in a band called the Autistics. Mm. Um, and uh, people like that, I want to, um give a voice to and hire of course yeah yeah um and i believe there's only one other company that that is hiring autistic people and uh only autistic people they won't hire anyone else and hmm. um, that's autocon in the u.s okay and what kind of company is that um technology games okay. and applications and stuff so again that's great again the yeah the industry where you would expect to find them yeah yeah and you're trying to expand it within the music and probably yeah. just with arts in general. Yeah. Yeah. And for, you said your, was it your brother or brother-in-law? My. Or your cousin. My cousin is not. And so he's in this band. Did they play like live, like out in he's different played, places? He played where the Beatles started. Um, oh, wow. In, 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 in Liverpool and um and he also his band also played with Tom Jones as well. Um, cool, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah, that's great, and that's great for visibility too. And just so important to you know have different different people from all backgrounds like getting out into society. And that's really hard to like get up on stage and do this and be like, I know I'm being vulnerable. You know, I don't know how people are going to respond to it, but I think that's 
when people can take those steps and put themselves out there in society, they can really help to, you know, have people see them for who they are and not just have this label, you know, everything has a label. We talk about this with even all kinds of, you know, different, um, you know, psychological disorders or whatnot. We talk about it in psychology, but people only see labels and then they don't see a person for their personality, their talent, their skills, their intelligence. And like you mentioned a couple of different, you know, people, the autism spectrum is wide. It is really big. It's, It's borderline ridiculous now. Yes. Yeah. And I think most of society does not realize that. And they have one image, if anything, um, if they have whatever knowledge that they have. And they, again, think like you said, that person said Mm -hmm. the R word, like, but that's definitely not the case. When you look at people, particularly like yourself, you're at like the higher end of the spectrum where you're like, I am like very talented. I'm a professional. I'm starting my own company. I'm like out there talking to people. You're on LinkedIn connecting with hundreds of people, you know, um, it looks so different, you know? And I think that's like another really great thing to like talk about too, because these boxes we put people in, um, it's just really detrimental because it's human nature. People judge, you know? And so it's important to talk about things so that people can learn. And to some extent, Hollywood is mm. also to blame. Yeah. Okay. Do you have an like, example of that? Yeah. A, a, the Netflix's, Netflix's um, recent movie called Atypical. Oh, yes. Yeah. I've seen that. I'm yeah. like, yeah, this is not accurate. No, no. And it is supposed to be kind of like a funny show, right? I mean, Kid Goldcrest is a brilliant actor, but yeah, he is. He's not autistic. So Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. if you want to know what an autistic person or do a documentary on an autistic, hire that, hire them. Yeah. Who is on it? Yeah. What do you hire actors to play it? No. And that would be more authentic. And then you're also giving them jobs and you're allowing them to share their voice and share their message. And that should definitely be part of like Hollywood and the arts yeah. in general. Um, how do you think yourself as a teacher and someone putting yourself out there, like into the LinkedIn community, but in community in general, like how do you see people um, responding to you? And like, really, you know, do you think your message is getting through? You think people are learning? Some, some of them, it's a bit difficult to tell with some of them because um, again, uh, text tone and of course body language doesn't is not one that normally presents itself mm-hmm. in a natural way in mm-hmm. an autistic person um, so those sort of cues very difficult to gauge they, of course they might say one thing and that would be humouring or whatever right right and I'm no, I, it's, it's really, I, when I first started this, uh, I got asked, who would your biggest target audience be? Mm. And without even batting an eyelid, I said America. Oh, yeah. Why because that? you guys are more accepting of change 
than this country, which is stuck mm. in tradition. Mm. We are literally the same people. And like, I'm a person just like you're a person. You yeah. might be on the spectrum. I might not be, but you know, we're still humans living a human story. Yeah. <coughs> Absolutely. And, and if, uh, if people want to, um, are still struggling to what I, what, what, um, can't get their head around what autism is you've got comparisons right in front of your eyes right apple right. samsung right you can look Both it up do the same bloody thing yeah yeah but they have different insights and different programs of mm-hmm. rating systems mm-hmm. but exactly. they do the same thing they make phone calls mm-hmm. they take pictures yeah that's a great analogy. I did the say I did a similar comparison with Xbox and PlayStation on my YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're all built somewhat universally the same way, but we have different things about us, right? Yeah. And but we have brains, hearts, and lungs, right? Yes. We're we're all doing that same experience, and we all want family. We all want love. We all want something we're passionate about the work we do or whatever hobbies we do that's all the same so I know that's a really it's a great way to like just have this conversation about people and this kind of gets me into kind of the last part I want to talk about is just kind of coming back to education as I started with like your experience in school I think and I just want to pick your brain about especially for people on the spectrum but just in general I think we need to teach more about humanity in schools and just being like a good person and an open-minded person and how to talk to different people. Mm -hmm. You can learn all these subjects. It's important to have basic skills, but if you're going out to society and you can't be a decent human being, then what are we doing? Like, what are we doing in education? Then it doesn't matter. So, I mean, what are some of your, you know, ideas that you can see that could help in education or help even like with people on the spectrum in education? More, not more explanations because we can do that until we're blue in the face, but more um, interaction mm-hmm. with people on the spectrum. And of course, not all of us are. And uh, also get people in the school to talk about it. You've got, yeah, oh, you've got over here, you've got Sasha Baron Cohen's cousin. Hmm. Um, doctor, sorry, professor, um, professor Simon, Simon Baron Cohen, hmm. and um, whose residency is in Cambridge University. Um, but he has done papers on autism. He is a psychologist, mm-hmm. and um, people like that, and people like that with 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 people like. Um, us with people on the spectrum. I mean, Simon isn't on the spectrum, but he's um, he's 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 done his doctorate in that. So mm. back that up with physical people mm-hmm. and show everyone um, show everyone my cousin's band, the Autistics. I mean, yeah, there's BBC Three. They had them on BBC Three. They had them on. Um, I think we had them on in America as well. I mean, mm. 
done a documentary on the yeah. brand and yeah. it's 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 amazing and to get to so show show things like that and mm-hmm. yeah and i think that um because i think in the special education system too depending on where a student is it just feels like sometimes they're still so isolated from everybody else yeah and it, again, it depends on their needs and it depends on severity, but like as much as possible, get the, get children together from different backgrounds. What we talk, we obviously want that with like different race and ethnicity and obviously yeah. gender. So it's like also with ableism, get those kids together. Yeah. And we haven't had, even today, there's still issues with accessibility and again, having proper resources and really just like having people see them as regular people, just people in your society and not again, some group that has to be pushed aside or needs like, well, you can work here and that's it. Or you can be taught here and that's it. That's, that's not going to be helpful at all. No, it's not. And it's the reason why um, no one mentions about autism or anything on their CVs. What you're doing what you're doing, what your cousin's doing, I think is great. And like using YouTube, you know, making documentaries, being on like a podcast, like having that visibility so that, uh, you know, people can like hear these stories and hear about these people. Um, And it was just a step in the right direction. But um, I think what you're doing is awesome. And I would love to see like more people supporting, hiring people on the spectrum in all kinds of industries you know? Um, and every time that I have like had a student on the spectrum or I've met other adults on the spectrum, you know, I've had amazing conversations. I mean, look at what we're talking about today. And like, yes, these, these individuals need to be out in society and they need to be working in every industry. Absolutely. Okay, so we're about to uh, wrap up our interview and I think we've had a really great conversation with really important ideas. And so I just wanna um, ask just any final thoughts or anything you wanna share with our listeners today about what we talked about or anything else that kind of came to mind? Well, in, um, we have, we've just had also the awareness month mm-hmm. enough with the awareness. I think we get it now. Now it's time for change the awareness into acceptance. Yes, that's so important. And what does that look like, Joel? Like what would acceptance fully look like in action, you think, in our societies? Not telling people away just because, um, I mean, it, it, it seems like the world is being stuck in the, in the uh, one, in one, two, three, and the fourth stage of grief we haven't got to the fifth one which is acceptance Mm, I like that yeah yeah and you know giving people a chance and I think part of this too which I really appreciate talking with you is that when you give people a chance and you don't really know who they are you don't really know enough about their story or background it forces you to slow down and I think one thing hopefully we can learn from the pandemic is to slow down and really try to listen to people and learn about them. Because when we're just going so fast, 
That's when we make assumptions and we put people in boxes because we don't have time. We don't have time to think about who you are. Right. And all we think about is like, well, I can't get into all that right now. And I need this person over here because yeah, I know who they are and I'm going to put them in this job. And I think we just need to slow down and really, really get to know people and give them a chance. We do. People. We do need to slow down. Yeah. To wrap it up, because I want to give you this airspace to kind of promote what you're doing. Do you want to give like the name of your company or any information about it or like, you know, website or whatever, so people can see the work you're doing? Well, on the website, uh, the main the domain we haven't actually acquired yet. But yeah, um, where the name came from, uh, are, um, I've been I've been asked this several times, and yeah. um, I've taken the loose term Rockstar. Yes, if Rockstar Games wants to sue, they can try. It's a completely mm-hmm. different industry and a completely different name. But mm-hmm. um, uh, if they want to, go ahead. Um, but Rockstar means not not necessarily the famous. Yes, 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 it does mean that as well. Mm. But it's also it also means people with an amazing story. If you mm. as well as and that, that leads me on to the next term, um, because uh, e, because uh, Rockstar Extraordinary doesn't sort of work. Um, mm. Bit, bit of a long name there. So we take the X from the yeah. word extraordinary. Okay. And we put it at the end. Yes. Of Rockstar. So we are, we want to make this happen. We want mm-hmm. to make physical happen enough mm-hmm. with the virtual. I mean, yeah. this has got to be the world's slowest 3D print I've ever seen. Um, <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and we want to make, we want to bring it out of the virtual life and yeah. into, into the real world. Mm-hmm. And we will talk about the metaverse in, as well at some point, but we <laughs> want to primarily, we want to primarily bring it out of the uh, virtual world and into the real world. And we do, sadly, need... Oh, angels, really. Yeah. Angel fund. Yeah. Yeah. Angel you should do a GoFundMe. I would, I'm not quite sure. I mean, GoFundMe take a lot. I know. They take a lot. For, um, I think about 70% they take from Oh, the, really? Uh, I didn't know that. Um, but yeah, I do want to do, I do want, I do want to crowdfund and I want to find the mm. right people. So, but to come up with the asking figure of $3.7 million. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it's a tall order. <laughs> it doesn't have to be one person. It doesn't have to be one person. It can be <laughs> no. 100 people with $1. No, no, sorry. It's 3 million people with $1. Um, yeah. Well, keep making your connections. With, with 10 people. And um, if anyone wants, if anyone watching this, Knows of anyone who would be interested in this? We've got us. We we we've got our own our own eye on a beautiful place. Um, oh, wonderful! That's awesome. Sensory paradise, where yeah. um, 
bands such as Oasis, Rob Plant, Jesse J, mm. uh, The Verve, mm. um, have recorded. And uh, that's awesome. I love The Verve. Uh, that brings me where, back to junior high. <laughs> where the, where Muse um, got their first break as well. Oh wow. And yeah, it's on the market for two and a half. But so um, you really you want to make this pounds. a real like music school yeah. with your program, to get, to get, yeah. hiring people of all walks you get, of life. You, you get there, you get there on a boat. Five minutes down, five minutes down in the near the English Channel, you get there on the boat. But and by the time you reach the place, all the bull crap of life and the fastness of fast pace vanishes mm. there is no cars no noise no traffic no people just the just the water mm. by by the just just the water in your own river yeah by the, it's a perfect um, place to have a music school yeah 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 Oh, I love that. I didn't know all those um, bands started out there. That's really cool. Well, if you want, uh, when I have this all put out there, I can leave in like the notes of that you have on the podcast with like your contact information. Um, I think that's awesome. I hope that happens and hopefully people will support you. I think this is just a wonderful mission that you have and we need we just need more people doing this good work that you're doing and I love this whole concept of music as the universal language bringing people together because I think music also helps to share stories it opens people up to want to talk about their background and I think it could be such a like beautiful place to have not just to learn music but for people to learn about each other and then people to learn about you know, people on the spectrum and learn more about autism. And like you said, we're not doing awareness anymore. We've done that. We need acceptance. We need to be part of society. For the past 70 years. <laughs> right, right. Well, thank you so much, Joel. It's been so nice chatting with you today. And I learned so much more than from our last conversation. Um, and I hope others did as well. And I will have your information in the show notes and hopefully you can reach out to Joel and support him. And we're all going to um, be keeping our fingers crossed that you can crowdfund and get this music school up and running. Um, it will be so exciting to see that. So thank yeah, you yeah. so much. You're welcome. Bye.